Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. What a way to end the regular season as the hat is staying in central Illinois. As the Fighting Illini beat Northwestern 41-3 in the battle for the Land of Lincoln Trophy. I'm Andy Olson, joined by Brett Behrens, Bryce Bement, who are up in Evanston. They braved the weather, which actually wasn't too bad at Ryan Field today, to see just a completely dominating performance by the Illini defense. One that was uh, it seemed well-deserved after a rough three weeks in a row that uh, Illinois has had. They came in today with a chance to make it to the Big Ten Championship. We'll talk about that. Not quite going their way. They almost got there. Uh, but Brett and Bryce, we'll, we'll start with the game first. I mean, defense stepping up big time. And, uh, you know, if you had asked me before the game what I thought would happen, I don't know if I would have said it would have turned out like this, six turnovers forced by the Illini, but I probably would have said something similar where Northwestern not able to get anything done against this uh, Illini team. I would not have expected the defense to have five interceptions. Pretty incredible and stout stuff from Sidney Brown and Devin Witherspoon. Two interceptions apiece. Sidney, my goodness, outscores uh, Northwestern by himself, which wasn't that hard to do because they only had three points. Hmm. And Andy, it was reminiscent of what we've seen earlier this season when Northwestern put together a couple of drives that got in deep into Illinois territory and yet the turnover fairy comes back and, and bails them out. And this is the team that we saw against an Iowa, against a Wisconsin, even against a Minnesota a little bit. That was a little bit more bend, uh, but don't break in that one, giving up a couple of scores. But I think that's got to be the frustrating part for Illini Nation, too, Bryce, is that this was the team that should have been playing for the Big Ten title next week, and it went pretty dormant for two weeks there. I will say the Michigan game last week, like, Okay, they played pretty oh, yeah. well. They weren't able to get the win, but against Michigan State, if you would have played this way, you know, against Purdue, if the defense would have played this way, not that you're going to get six turnovers every game, but like just half of what they did today, and, and they're playing in Indy next week. I think that's the frustrating part for them. Yeah, I think, and I think they all know it too. You can yeah. see it, you know, when we're talking to them after the game and everything, you can tell that they're, you know, disappointed in themselves for you know, obviously they're happy that they were able to, you know, finish on a good win here in the regular season. But I think you can tell they're like, you know, we are good enough to be playing for that Big Ten title. So you can just tell the disappointment. And if they would have just came out less flat, I would almost say, against Michigan State and Purdue, it'd be a different conversation right now. But, um, I mean, defensively, they were stacked. Also, uh, we mentioned Sidney Brown just absolutely demolishing on defense but Isaac Dargangelo also I thought he had a great game he had uh 10 tackles total and he led the team with that I, I kept seeing him every time I'd go to like shoot the game he'd pop up again I was like oh we got another tackle I'm like he's he was I thought he was on fire as well yeah you know you look at the final score you see 41 points you'd expect a little bit more of um <clears throat> an impressive box score on offense for the Alana but as I look through this leading the way in rushing today was Reggie Love he had 85 yards and a touchdown in this one, averaging over seven yards a carry. Chase Brown, only 61 yards. He did get a touchdown at the end that put it over 40. Uh, only 19 rushing attempts for him. We'll we'll dive in a bit to that. Uh, the third highest rusher was Hugh Robertson, actually. He had the fake punts. Blake, <laughs> Blake Hayes-esque as uh, Northwestern just left the entire right side of the field wide open for him. Tommy DeVito, an average day passing, maybe a little bit below average for him, 12 of 18, 136 yards, no touchdowns, but he did have a sneak for a touchdown on the ground. 
And then, of course, not a lot going on for the receivers as much of today was on the ground and mostly short fields for the line out still. Let's talk about the running game and Chase Brown going down early in this one. Was able to come back in the second half, guys, but uh, it didn't look good there for a bit as uh, he had to go to the medical tent. No, and it wasn't his best day necessarily. They kept continuing to pound it to him. I know they wanted to get that single-season rushing record that Mikel LaShore still holds, and he's going to come up a little bit short of that, at least here in this game today. But, uh, you know, I thought credit to Reggie Love to come in. That dude runs so hard, and I'm happy for him that he was able to find the end zone almost twice Mm -hmm. to get into uh, six there, but the one that they called it late in the second half said his knee was just down. Then Chase Brown got that one yard touchdown plunge in there. But, uh, you know, I'm just happy that Chase was able to come back. I, I hated to see him go down, which he has a couple of times here in the second half of this season, but pretty special stuff. You know, we're, we talked about this on the pregame show with Jeremy Warner. Just we're witnessing history and a lot of special moments from these players, whether it's Devin Witherspoon, who I think is just playing himself into a a first round pick potentially for what he's showing to chase Brown going up the draft boards to Johnny Newton. Like there's just so much NFL talent on this roster and guys are going to make big jumps, you know? And so pretty special stuff we're witnessing here and and for Illinois to be eight and four in the regular season. I mean, the most wins in a, in a season since 2007, they're over 500 in the big 10, just showing that progress And I will say to add to that, Andy, like it was a muted celebration. I mean, I've seen them celebrate way more and Bryce can elaborate more on this too, from what she saw on the field. Like they were certainly happy to win the hat and take that back to Champaign today, but they were as equally disappointed. I think that they aren't playing in Indy next week. And Alex Pelcheski, who, you know, was two and 10 his first season in 2017 when they were not good and played so many freshmen, you know, he's the big 10 all time leader in starts, you know, he said, uh, we, we expected to be playing next week. And so I, I think it's just a little bittersweet. They, they feel like they left out there, you know, a win or two that cost them a chance to play in Indy. So I think it's fair for a lot of nation to be excited and also a little bit disappointed, Bryce. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I agree. And like, I think you said a great way here um, with how that ending was. Like you could tell they're excited. They also presented the trophy to Bielma and said, you know, that a lot of it was for him because of everything that the Bielma family has been going through the last two weeks. But um, you know, I think it was like they were listening. They said on the sideline, you know, trying to figure out the score of the game going on with Purdue and Indiana and just like <laughs> for them to have to kind of put their fate in someone else's hands. I feel like yeah. also kind of, you know, kick them while they're down a little bit because they're like, OK, well, you know, we can win this game, but, you know, it doesn't even matter in the long run. Like, yeah, you want to go off with a win, but. You know, your end goal when you start the season, yeah, you want to have a winning season, but you want to win. You want to win the whole thing. You want to go to the Big Ten Championship, and you want to do well. And I guess just for your season to just end, even if it wasn't a win. I know they have the a bowl coming up, but, you know, just to have, like, that competition just kind of over, I feel like, especially for these seniors, a lot of seniors, a lot of guys that might move on. Bielma was talking about how he's, you know, got a lot of gaps to fill potentially next year, but, you know, I think – I think a lot of people are going to be interested in Illinois, though. So I think this is a step in the right direction for this team. And just looking back at how far they've come in the past couple of years is great for the program. Yeah, the tough talk. part about yeah, that. Go ahead, Brad. The tough part about it is, yes, they had to rely on someone else mm-hmm. today. If they weren't mm-hmm. in a position a month ago to control their own destiny, 
today feels completely different. But that's the yeah. tough part about perspective is when you had it in your grasp and all yeah. you needed to do was win today and won of either Purdue or Michigan yeah. State, like that becomes the really difficult part, I feel like, for Alana Nation and for the players and for the program when you knew what was at stake and, mm -hmm. and it was right there to take. And I think also it's fair to say like that's part of building a program. And we've heard Brad Underwood talk about that on the basketball side. Like you have to learn how to win. They have to learn how to be in those moments. And the players have even told us that, Andy, like they felt the pressure in the Purdue game. And Purdue has never won it either. Like, you know, they're they're celebrating their first trip to Indy today as well. Um, but they seized that moment. And I feel like Illinois missed that mark when they had it earlier this month. Yeah, let's talk about that. those scenarios coming into this weekend, uh, for those who, who don't know, uh, Iowa was the one who initially had the Big Ten West title hopes coming into this week in their own hands. They lose against Nebraska yesterday, that being Friday, Black Friday. Uh, and then it the onus moves on to Purdue. All Purdue had to do was win today against Indiana. Illinois had to hope that Purdue lost after Iowa had already lost to uh, help them get in. They had to take care of business against Northwestern. That was never in question at any point today. Indiana, who is hosting the Boilermakers, looked like they may make it a possibility. They were up 73 at halftime, but Purdue comes out of half, and they are performing their usual offensive way and take care of that one to lock up the Big Ten West Championship. Like Brett said, the first one in their history, and, and who knows, could be the last one with the the. the question mark about divisions in the future in the Big Ten with USC and UCLA joining uh, still should be another chance next year uh, but as what well, that was one of the uh, I feel like sticking points in Brett Bielema's postgame press conference was th this building for next year and beyond uh, you know as we said eight and four most wins since 2007 for Illinois I don't think anyone had could have predicted this kind of turnaround for this program, considering what they lost after last season when they won five games. Uh, you know, it, I think Brett Bielema felt that in the postgame press conference, guys, and and knows that this ship is he headed in the right direction. Well, he's been around long enough to know how hard it is to get to this point. I mean, his perspective at Arkansas, I feel like, really gave him an opportunity to, to see just how good he had it at Wisconsin. And, and what he did at Wisconsin is incredible. I mean, he was in that conversation every single year. And, and following, you know, what he had already set up with the Badgers, he didn't have to build it, right? He's seeing what it's like to build it here. And, and he knows and he expects to be in the conversation. But I think he also sees that that margin for error is pretty slim for a program like Illinois. And so I think he appreciates what it is to even be in this conversation. I mean, Andy, we're talking about Illinois football, like yeah. statistically one of the worst power five programs in the last 50 years. It just is. It, it's not a knock on Illinois. It's just, that's what it is. There's been uh, what, uh, this is the first winning season for the Illini since 11. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like put that in perspective. You know what I mean? This, this is the guaranteed now the first uh, overall winning season since 2011. Like that is remarkable. And so it, when you sit back and, and take all of that in, uh, yeah, to be in the conversation the last day of the regular season to go to Indian play for, and win a Big Ten West title is, is pretty remarkable, all things considered. And yet, uh, like we said, I, I think it's okay to, to be wanting more. And when you look back on it, there's been winning seasons now in 22, 11, 10, 
2007 and the last winning season before 2007 was 2001 when they went to the Sugar Bowl. I mean, you're talking, what, 20, 21 years there and you've got less than five winning seasons? Yeah. Not great. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's what it is. That's why they're one of the worst Power Five programs uh, in the last 25 years, you know, and it just it just is what it is. So um, I understand that a lot of Alana Nation is going to want more, but pretty remarkable what they've done. Yeah, it won't be 14 games. Sorry, Bryce. It will be 13 oh, games uh, for the Atlanta because they do get a bowl game. I know. I think I heard a lot of players were, were maybe hoping for a Sunshine State game, maybe down in Florida. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know if that's going to be possible. I, I just asked for some preferences, you know, because I just wanted them to say, hey, look, I want to go to Florida, whatever else. <laughs> and, of course, they want to go to Florida. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. I think maybe with – Michigan winning today like I don't know how do you feel about it we talked about it on the pregame show with Jeremy Warner but like I, I thought this played out pretty well today other than TCU winning uh in a blowout so they're definitely in right I would think even if they lose the big 12 uh championship game like they're probably in I don't know that can get dicey in there but uh when the college football playoff rankings come out next week like do you think Ohio State is down to five Andy like I, I think it might play out there where if the committee still loves Ohio State, uh, Michigan is certainly in now, you would think. And, you know, could the Bulls shift to where Illinois still gets a Florida Bowl? I don't know. I, I don't think it's out of the question. No, I think that Ohio State's definitely out. I would say that Michigan is in even if they lose to Purdue. Correct. And, and same with TCU. And a lot of people on Twitter are saying – and Twitter is usually my go-to to try and get the pulse of uh, the college football community <laughs> – uh, they believe TCU is in as well. Same with Georgia. So it's really down to one spot, probably going to be taken by USC. If they go undefeated from here on out, they still have to finish this game against Notre Dame before they get the PAC 12 champion. Um, so I would then pencil in Ohio state for the Rose bowl. You probably get Penn state for well, Penn state's the big question. Are they going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl as an at-large, or are they going to get one of the Big Ten's games in Florida, either the Citrus Bowl or the ReliaQuest Bowl, formerly known as the Outback Bowl? That's the big question to me. Uh, but what do you guys have predictions as far as what bowl they might go to? I think right now it's got to be Nashville as the favorite in my eyes. And I, and I do agree, like, Okay, so if Ohio State's in the Rose Bowl, which what they were in there last year too, right? Yeah. So if, if they're going to go back to the Rose Bowl, then Penn State probably gets the what Citrus Bowl. That's got to be higher than the Relia Quest, I would think, in like the pecking order. And then Purdue goes to Relia Quest. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it just depends on if Penn State's going to get like the uh, the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or something. I don't know what the semifinal well, games are this year, but. If if Penn State falls to the Orange Bowl, which is possible in there because there was some talk about Illinois going there, then I think that could pave the way for Illinois to be in Florida. Yeah, I, I agree 100% because and Penn, if you look at Penn State's two losses, they're probably one of the better two-loss teams just based on who they have lost to. Now, you haven't really beaten anyone if you're Penn State, but uh, as, as on that side of things, they're, they're looking okay. Bryce, do you have a prediction for, for where Illinois is going to be named, not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after? Uh, you know, there's so many possibilities. I'm just like listening to you two just go back and forth <laughs> about it. <laughs> you know, there's so many possibilities. Like, 
you know, it'd be cool. I think a lot of them want to go to Florida. I think that would be, you know, pretty neat for some of those guys. There's a lot of Florida guys for Illinois. I don't know if I necessarily have a prediction for it. I think that one's possible, though. You know, chance they could go to Nashville. Um, I don't know. I, I New York, potentially. But I, I feel like, in my opinion, I, I feel like it's probably between Florida or Nashville. I'll, I think, I'll just throw those two out. But there's a lot of factors in place right now. I think Charlotte would be kind of fun to get Brett Vilema oh, in, in yeah. the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Would, would he agree to get dumped in Mayo, do we think? I would only hope so. That that might be our only reason for going is to get the shot of Brett yeah. Bielema soaked in Duke's mayo after the game if they were fortunate enough to win it. Uh, that would be fantastic in itself. I I, I think it's Nashville. I'll, I'll go with that. I think that's okay. going to be the popular pick for most people. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Find out in, what, eight days now? Yeah, and, and what the big question then becomes, uh, if Penn State does go to a New Year's Six, Purdue's probably getting one of the, or sorry, no, uh, if, yeah, sorry, if Penn State does not get one of the New Year's Six, Penn State's getting one of the Florida Bulls, they're probably going to take Purdue because they have the same record as Illinois. I'd imagine that's the pecking yeah. order. That, that would put, Yeah, and they get, uh, they, they get uh, more credit in that for playing yeah. in the Big Ten title game, no doubt. I So that puts Illinois fifth in the pecking order in the Big Ten? Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, which is still great. No, heck no. Andy, you're a top half Big Ten team if you got fifth pick. Like, that's fantastic. And the Nashville Bowl is, is a great bowl. Like, if you can hang a Music City banner bowl, like, that is fantastic. That, that's a phenomenal season for Illinois. Yeah, and I actually have to look this up. Um, Brett Bielema did make it to uh, three bowl games in his five-year tenure at Arkansas. Uh, in those seasons, though, I know some of them did not go his way. He only he did have an eight-win season at Arkansas. That would be the middle year, 2015. So already in year two with Illinois ha- has matched what he was able to do. Uh, you know, the SEC is a little bit tougher than the Big Ten West, but uh, not a bad showing for— <laughs> Just a little bit, just, Andy. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> not, not a bad showing whatsoever, though, for uh, Bielema and the Illini in year two. Um, I know we still have some some time coming up to to break down this bowl game. We'll have an entire month. Illinois is going to have a lot of time to practice these guys to get better. But as we look from the above bird's eye view at this season, the regular season comes to a close today, guys. Uh, and we wrap up this final pod of the regular season. Uh, just what are your thoughts on the season as a whole? I feel like we... The phrase that I have always kept saying on air and just any time I'm talking about Illinois football has been first time since. It's been the first time since here. It's been the first time since there. It's like they've done so many things this year for the first time in a long time. It's impossible to be anything but excited about this program moving forward. First time, long time. That's what you always say (laughs) the old radio, you know, hey, first time caller, long time listener. That's kind of where Illinois is at. Uh, maybe a decent name for the pod there. I don't know. Uh, Stomp the Cats, maybe. I was trying to think of, trying to think of some pod names. But, like, uh, you know, yes, that that's where this program is at. It's taken huge strides. Vegas had four and a half before the season of, of their win projection. And and I didn't know if that was going to happen. Like, if, if this team would have been five and seven, I would have said, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, maybe not a ton of progress. But I think if you would have beaten a couple of those teams and, and maybe things swing differently, you know, if, if 
And how, how much different, Andy, would we felt about this program and this team and, and Alana Nation would have felt if, let's say, they lost to Wisconsin and to Iowa but beat Purdue and Michigan State? Like, I feel like it's a completely different feeling for what this is. But because they were able to rattle off wins at Wisconsin, hadn't done that in 20 years, able to win against Iowa, a program they hadn't beaten in 20 years, able to beat Minnesota in a, in a home game and a team that has been very, very good in the Big Ten West. You know, like, I think all of those things factor into what this season was. And, yeah, first time in a long time is, is a great way to put it. Uh, for what they done, what they've done, and and I think when they wake up tomorrow and and in this next month before this bowl game, uh, they're they're certainly going to want to go win the bowl game. But regardless of what happens in that, it's a successful season for the Illini, Bryce. Yeah, I agree. I mean, thinking back to when we were first talking about this team, uh, doing this podcast, and you know, none of us would have thought that they were going to even potentially even be bowl eligible, you know. And then they went on a six and zero run and everything and just to think of all these accolades that they've accomplished and you know chase brown being the nation's leading rusher i mean the illinois defense being the top in the nation as well you know these are things that no one ever thought were going to happen at least this season you know everyone you know questioned you know they knew bielmo was a good coach they knew we had some good coordinators coming in but i think everyone was just kind of like curious you know oh maybe they'll have you know a decent season maybe they'll have a, a winning season but you know, we've been talking about how they dropped the ball to get to the Big Ten Championship. That's something that I think a lot of Illini Nation never thought would happen. You know, they wanted it to happen, but that's something that I don't think anyone expected to happen from this Illinois team. So I just think it's, you know, all positive and just, you know, they've set the standard for their freshmen now and how they want to be perceived. And I think, you know, they grew a lot of respect from teams this year and, in this new era of Brett Bielma. And so I think that it's just, you know, moving forward, they're going to get new recruits, you know, when that opens new transfer portal, everything, you know, or excuse me, when the transfer portal opens, they're going to get some, probably some new guys. Um, so I think that they can only go up from here with, you know, what they've done this season. Yeah. You bring up a great point where roster moves start to become a, a big thing coming up here very, very soon. And we'll see how how happy Brett Bielema can keep this entire Alana roster in this new era uh, of college football. And we can we get to see, you know, is a guy like Chase Brown going to want to sit out a bowl game? I don't know. I would imagine he probably wants to get that single season mark from Michael LaShore. Uh, but, you, you know, you can never be so sure anymore. All right, we'll wrap this up now as Illinois beats Northwestern second year in a row. First time since 2011, Illinois has gone back to back against the Wildcats. I believe that would make it the first time in the land of Lincoln uh, or the yeah land of Lincoln trophy yep. era in the hat era, we'll call it. Um, so big time for the Illini to get the win once again. 41 points hang, hung on the Cats. Uh, some of those coming on the defensive side, most of them being set up by the defense, uh, the exact performance we thought we would get from the Illini in this one. We'll have more from the game coming up in your feed on Sunday. Myself and Robert Rosenthal will have the Sunday no huddle, last one of the regular season. I imagine Robert is pretty happy with this win. He always brings up that uh, eight-win mark that Illinois has uh, yet to achieve One of the, since he started tracking these in uh, the early 2010s. We'll have more on that and uh, just what this means for the Illini coming up then tomorrow. Illinois basketball, a little bit later in the week, welcomes Syracuse before they head out to the East Coast 
Maryland, and then Texas at the Jimmy V Classic. Maryland is just a Big Ten game. That one is also uh, not in New York. Uh, so it should be a fun week, guys. Hope you enjoyed the uh, the trip up to Evanston. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm from around there, so it's it's uh, interesting me not being able to make this trip. But uh, hope you hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know Alana fans definitely enjoyed watching that one uh, from home. So for Brett and for Bryce, thanks so much for uh, joining us on the 3 and one Podcast. I'm Andy, and we will see you in the next one.